Welcome to the latest edition of the Mind Talk podcast with myself, Edwin. And today's guest is from the world of boxing. We are very interested to understand his mindset and understand his journey. Chris Congo, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm all good, thank you. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. Thank you for coming on to the podcast today. Um, so I like to ask all my guests the same question to start off with. So talk to us about your early journey with sports. My early journey with sports, I would say started at about maybe six, six to about, yes, six, probably about six, seven years old. Um, started, I, I only really started with football, of course, because football was obviously um, things that obviously your parents would get you into. Yeah. So I started playing football a bit, but also where 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 I was, I started off at Fisher ABC, which is basically Fisher Downside, and they have like activities for for, for kids all the way to like adults. So okay. um, yeah, I started off there playing football. Then went over to Red Lion, started playing football for Red Lion FC, which is also in Bermondsey. Okay. And um, I didn't start boxing till about eight years old. Um, okay. I got, really got into it because of my two brothers who started before me. Okay. And then, um, yeah, so I, I started going fishing, doing activities there, like playing pool, table tennis. It was just fun for me to go. And then upstairs was the boxing gym was when I really started when I turned eight and um that's when I really started like seeing myself more in a boxing gym, getting the gloves on, playing around with my brothers and also the other fighters in the gym. So it really started from there. So how how supportive were your parents in that step? Were they supportive with the foot football step and were they supportive with the boxing step? Was that considering you had brothers already mm -hmm. doing it, like yeah. how was it there? They weren't supportive at all. Mm. Their main thing was for me to study. You know, they said, listen, they, they always knew me as a smart guy and I was always on, like, I was always good at studying and reading my books and certain subjects, but they wasn't really too keen um, in the sport because they didn't, they didn't grow up doing sports themselves and um, they didn't understand at the time that, Sometimes you have to chase a certain dream that you that you, you really love. And, um, yeah, that was just all about me doing just the usual stuff, school, then college, and then university. So what do you think kept you going? Because there's a lot of people I've spoken to in life in general that were fantastic at sports mm -hmm. and they never, they never made it to elite level because they stopped due to pressure from, from parents and family. Mm -hmm. what, what do you think kept the drive for you to not to not stop? I think me, because I loved it so much and going to the gym was like, was probably the best thing. After school, getting ready to go gym and do some boxing with the other kids. I just loved that. And two, it was actually my older brother that helped me and said, maybe you never know one day I could become something. And he kept having arguments with my parents about it. And um, yeah, that that paid off. So um, yeah, it, it was due to that really. So, at what point did you know you could you could become professional? And when you reached that point, how hmm. supportive were they at that stage? Um, 
I would say really I wasn't I I was I would say when I got to a certain age, I kinda I wouldn't say I fell out of love with the sport, but I kind of got to a point where my studying and being around social people got got to me a little bit. Not that like I took my eye off. Well, I did sort of take my eye off boxing because there was times where I weren't really running and really doing much training, but I would still get in the ring and fight and I would still win. So what really made the drastic change for me was the, the transition from me going from college to university and from university and still boxing as well. I think at that point, I decided to make a choice for myself, whereas if I was to do something, I would have to get to a decent level in the national championships. So I made a, I, I said I have to get to a decent level in the national championships. If I do that, I'll continue. If I don't, then I'll just um, stick with my studying. And when I was in my first year of uni, I really trained hard in terms of the nationals, I got to the finals and then ended up becoming a part of Team GB. So that was the real transition that I thought, yeah, this this sport is for me. And I had done everything else and nothing had ever been, or nothing had ever gone well for me. It was only boxing. It was quite smart there because boxing seems to be your passion, but at the same time, you still had a, a backup plan, which we know many, many athletes don't have a backup plan. Mm -hmm. So once you've reached that point when you're going to go professional, what what were the steps that you took uh, took place in terms of training? Did, did the training change? Did you spend more time in the gym, boxing gym? Yeah, I spent way more time in a boxing gym. Tuesday, I was quite far away because I went to university in London, but it was in Northwest. So okay. I was at Middlesex University, but my boxing gym was in South London. So I was traveling every day. I was running every day in the morning and I'll use like the gym in the university as well to do a bit of training there. So I was just training as hard as I can. I used the first couple months of university just training, really getting ready for the championships. And um, yeah, I got to got to the national finals, man, and and end up getting selected for Team GB. So, yeah, that's that's amazing. And what 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 do you think gave you the mentality to 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 push? Um, considering there's there's so many obstacles that come in terms of you having to come back to <laughs> to train and the coming mm -hmm. and going, which can have an impact on the training as well. What what do you think gave you that mentality? Um. I'm a person when I set goals that they 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 have to be accomplished. Um, yeah. I think I knew what I always wanted to do, which was boxing, but I wanted to finally like that was pretty much my last shot at the game, and I said to myself, "Look, just focus, just put your time and effort into it, even though you're not liking the runs every morning, just do it." And I think it was just the discipline to do it. I had the discipline to do it from young. Mm -hmm. I've been running, doing my 5am runs since I was since I was 14. So for me to get up at them them times was nothing to me. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I just 
because I know what I wanted to do. And at the time, Joshua had um, won won an Olympic gold. Um, yeah, and at, at the time I thought, yeah, this the, the sport is becoming very lucrative. So I thought, yeah, maybe I can make a living out of this. And that's what drove me, to be honest. Being around those type of people must have really like had a, a positive impact in in terms of your your mindset, your mentality, and in, in pushing you to go forward. Mm-hmm. Oh, I definitely did. Um, just being around the Olympic team and uh, being in an Olympic cycle at the time, and uh, just getting a lot of motivation from other people coming into the team to speak to us. It, it, it was it, it gave me a, a sense of purpose and made me made me understand myself a bit and made me it, it let me know that I could really push for this and get to my goals. You know, has there been anything that anyone has said to you that has stood out and has helped you in terms of your drive and motivation along your journey? Um, I don't think anyone has said to me specifically, but just looking at the people around me. And seeing them push and to the level they're at made me know that, yeah, I can also be in their shoes or I can be at that level. So, yeah, that's what made me actually go for it, man. Just seeing them around, being around them, speaking to them about certain things, you know. And, yeah, it it made me push through. Okay. For any professional athlete, there's sacrifices that have to be made you spoke about your early journey when there was it was a bit hard to balance the two so mm-hmm. once you you were pro and you were, you were having fights how hard was it to to sacrifice some of your time in terms of that the time you would spend with your friends and family mm-hmm. and when you did that did did everyone understand that at the time not, not everyone understood um mm-hmm. it was quite hard but I think now they're able to understand, you know, because there's a lot more social media. They see what fighters go through now. You can just go on YouTube and check. Everything is all there. But not everyone understood, like, even certain times when my mates was going to Ibiza and all these party holidays. I've never been to a party holiday in my life till now. I've never been, and I'm 30 years old. So that should tell you how much I've sacrificed in this game. And um, I think they do understand now, you know, just by the level I'm at now. And I ain't even at the peak of it, you know. With with boxing, it's it's a lot about managing emotions. Obviously, you have the ability, but I imagine your your emotions in in the ring. What do you... What is, what is there any tools or anything that you do to help you manage your emotions when you're in the boxing ring? Um, I would say I like to speak to myself, you know, mm. and just know that in boxing, obviously it comes with emotions, but it's also a thinking man's game. It's like a game of chess. You have to be a, a one step ahead. And if I think the smart way, then I will always win. But if I don't and start thinking through emotions and acting on my emotions, that's when you're you're in a chance of getting knocked out. So it's all about being smart. Speak a little bit about your debut, your first boxing fight, your first professional boxing mm-hmm. fight. What was t- some of the things going through your mind at that time? 
uh, it was crazy because I, I I went in the changing room, I was chilling, and then the referee come with a, also an assistant from the British Boxing Board. He gave me the gloves, and they were so small. I thought, is this a joke or is this the gloves we're really fighting in? Mm. And um, I couldn't believe it. And then it kind of shocked me a bit to think these is these are the gloves I'm fighting in and they're this small. And um, yeah, I was shocked. Then the, the ref explaining the rules and regulations because it's my first fight. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I started to feel a bit, I got, I got, I got very nervous at that point. Yeah. You know, I got very nervous and I started telling myself, look, you're here for a reason. This is your debut. You only ever get one debut. So you got to make yeah. it count and make it big. And um, yeah, as I walked out, once I got to the ring, all the nerves seemed to have left me. Yeah. And I went there and, and done the job on the guy in the first round. I think it was like 32 seconds. Blimey. So um, yeah, I, I think the nerves what is what keeps me alert and keeps me wary. And um, I love the nerves now. I know how to embrace them. Mm-hmm. And when, when when it's there, I just learn to speak to myself and tell myself that I'm the best. There's, there's no one out there. Like this day is my day. I'm here for a reason. And I'm going to go there and, and do the business. People mistake nerves for being scared. Mm right and people think oh, oh, oh i'm scared but if you're scared i'm telling you you wouldn't put your boots on you wouldn't have your right you wouldn't have your wraps done if you was really scared to get in the ring you wouldn't even be there you 100%. know and that's what i think with nerves you're still ready you're nervous but then someone will ask you you're ready to do this you're gonna get the win and you'll say yes with confidence right yeah. If you was really scared, you wouldn't say that, you know? And I think that's where people get the two mistaken. 100%, 100%. Nerves is, um, you, like you said, people get mistaken there. But it's also a thing that some people, they don't know how to handle their nerves. It's about how you <laughs> channel your nerves. And that's the difference because if you if you don't get nervous at all, Mm-hmm. then do you really want to do it? Do you really want to yeah, be there? True. Um, so it's... But if you don't get nervous, are you really that focused? Because the last, I think my last fight against a journeyman, I was not yeah. nervous at all. Um, and that, fighting him, even though I won, it made me think I was not nervous. Mm-hmm. I wasn't switched on. I was getting hit with silly shots. Um like I just wasn't in the game at the time, which yeah. which made me think, no, nah, I need to start stepping up the level of opposition to get me switched on. So yeah, that that's what it is. So do you so do you think the fact that you were facing someone that you 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 were quite com- confident that you could beat them mm-hmm. that had a, a element of like relaxation in your mind, which hundred percent. Hundred percent, it did. It just made me feel oh, I can beat this guy. It's easy, even though boxing, when the bell goes, it's always fifty-fifty. Yeah. But because he maybe he was a journeyman, just come to get a paycheck, it, it it switched me off. With boxing, 
uh, people get setbacks. You know, we all have setbacks in life. Mm-hmm. How have you handled the setbacks that have happened in your career so far? Um, for me, I've handled them in a sense where I know there's a bigger picture, and so and this setback happened for a reason. You know, yeah. it wasn't just um, yeah, it happened for a reason, and the only way to come back from that is to get back in the gym, work on what went wrong and just to fix them mistakes. And that's one thing about me. I will always go back in the gym and work on what needs to be done and fix them. And, um, yeah, it's very hard. It's a hard pill pill to swallow at the time because all you want to do is win and, and it's your passion. Yeah. But, I think it still is my passion because speaking and listening to other fighters talking about their losses it, uh, earlier on in their career, it was also a hard pill to swallow. But later on in their career, I think I think it softened the blow for them because of the, the, the check they knew that was getting after. Mm. And uh, yeah, for me, especially in my last fight, it it, it still hurt me quite a lot to lose so the only way for me to come back is just to get back in the gym straight yeah in in terms of the gym and your trainer Mm -hmm. are you someone that likes to um be told exactly what to do by the trainer or are you someone that likes to question what the trainer tells you i'll never question any coach that's telling me what to do Mm. um I, I even tell my coaches, whatever you say, I'll do. Yeah, I become like a robot in the ring. You tell a robot, do this, I'll do it. And um, yeah, even when it comes to, I I, I got a, a new SNC coach, strength and conditioning coach, and he asked me, oh, do you want to, my first session, he said, oh, I know it's your first session. Do you want to do the conditioning session? I said to him, coach, whatever you tell me to do, I will do it. This is what I'm here for. And I'm here to get better. I'm here to get stronger. And I'm here to get conditioned. So you tell me what to do and I'll do it. You just mentioned strength and conditioning, coach. Is, it, is there other things you've incorporated um, during the journey into your preparation for fights? Um, I would say pretty much just strength and conditioning at the moment. Mm. I think. Uh, strength and conditioning and obviously my sister is a nutritionist which I've been getting okay. right as as much as I'm big for the way everyone sees me they're like raw you don't your face doesn't look sucked in you look comfortable you look strong at the weight and um yeah no one's I, and I've never missed weight which is the main thing so yeah that's 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 a good thing you know what I mean how is, how is that? Because obviously boxing is a lot to do with weight, making weight. Mm-hmm. Um, is that something always? You say you you've never you've never missed weight, but is that something that's always on the mind when you're like preparing that? Um, you have to like consider what you eat in terms of making weight and making sure also what you eat is stuff that's going to actually help you nutrition wise. Hundred percent. That's always on my mind because like certain times you think, oh, am I going to miss weight? Oh, I've gone up a bit. Oh. I've gone too low, too early. It plays with your mind, you know. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think it does. It does have a big factor in in, in your head. 
Yeah, because I've, I've seen in the past, I've seen boxers who go up and down with, between fights, mm-hmm. which must mm-hmm. have a negative impact on their body overall. So mm-hmm. I guess like having a nutritionist has probably helped you in terms of like staying balanced and making sure that it's not a difficult step for you like when make, making weight um, along the way. Mm-hmm. So in terms of your mindset, what would you say are the main things that stand out to you? So like, let's list three things that you think that you have and you mm-hmm. think is essential for anyone to have that is an elite athlete. The, the discipline and the mindset, the discipline to do anything your coach says, the discipline to, to train even when you don't feel like training. I think discipline is everything, you know, in terms of people say, dedication and motivation it's all good you can be dedicated you can be motivated but do you have the discipline to do it when you don't want to do it and that's a big thing for me and I know once I'm disciplined to do things that I don't want to do the motivate that will uh, that will alone motivate me because I didn't do it and I've done it it's like this guy he can't beat me no way I've done it when I didn't want to do it. I've done it when I wanted to do it. So I've covered all aspects for me. And this guy, he's getting beat, you know? So I think discipline is is, is very big for me. And obviously motivation from other fighters, from your coaches giving you the motivation, telling you you got this, you're looking good, telling you, ah, oh, you've made, you, you, you've, You've, um, you've improved in certain aspects. That's what gets me up for fights. That that actually links to my next question. So let's say you're, you're in terms of motivation, you're getting good feedback and um, good energy from your coaches mm-hmm. and people around you. How do you like block the noise when you hear negative feedback from people? Uh, I never block it. I always listen. Okay. Um, when negative feedback does come, I listen and I always ask myself, why? Is this me? You know, because I, I, I also get, um, well, I see it as positive feedback when I do something wrong in the gym yeah. or in certain fights, this happens. And uh, yeah, I see that and I think, okay, cool. How do I improve on this? How do I get better at, at this? So all the negative feedback to me is positive feedback at the end of the day because it's telling me that I can always do something better. With boxing, there's a lot of politics that comes with boxing. It's not just as simple as getting into the rink. Mm -hmm. How do you manage to separate that from your preparation for for fights? Because sometimes in boxing you hear stories about, oh, this boxer doesn't want to fight this boxer, this boxer doesn't want to do that. How do you get away from all the politics that comes with it? Um, the, the main thing with that is having a great team. Yeah, Having a great team, getting them to deal with the politics side so you can just focus on the training. So I believe the team I have now is great because I've got, I got a promoter backing me. I have a manager that's looking out for me. And um, there's not, nothing better than that, man. They can sort out that. That's what they get paid for. And, um, yeah, there's there's always people that, that's, that's got my best interests at heart. 
it's, it's interesting with promoters. How how straightforward was it for you to to pick your prom- promoting team? Because there's people with teams that mm-hmm. they're there and you feel like they're not being thought about. They're just the second thought. There's mm-hmm. other people being put there first. How did you make the right decision for yourself? Um, I think at the time, the promotional team reached out to me and um, seeing some of their work and the the plan that they had for me was exactly the same plan that I had for myself. Okay. And that was before I even opened my mouth. So I already knew this is the team I want to be with. In terms of your next step, so where do you see yourself going next in terms of your career? Your, your career is kind of still, it's like I would say halfway through the journey. Mm-hmm. Um, where, where do you see your next steps? Um, Just going up, fighting at European level before I get to that world level and world stage. Um, I believe I've surpassed the British level at the moment. Reason, reason being a lot of British fighters didn't want to fight me before. And yeah. still kind of hard to match me now at the British level. So I'm not going to stay there. I'm going to have to move on. So me moving on, fighting fighting a former world title contender in uh, Sebastian Formella actually put me up a level, boosting me up. And um, that's what I've always wanted, to keep moving and just to get as much fights as possible. And I still think I'm early in my career. Mm-hmm. Uh with only with only fifteen fights, and um, yeah, I still got a long way to go. Would you say because you've had like half of your fights, you've you've had you've knocked people out? Mm-hmm. Would you say you learn more from that, or you learn more from the ones that go the distance? You learn a lot more from the ones that go the distance because you mm-hmm. can see everything. You know, mm-hmm. you can watch all the rounds back. You can watch where you went wrong here, what happened here. And um, in what happened in this round and that round, so you learn a lot more get getting the rounds in, and get the you get a lot more experience from getting the rounds in, especially if you've never been that many rounds before. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's definitely the rounds. Last question. So in t- you, you've mentioned now you want to step up more to towards European level mm-hmm. and then eventually world level. Mm-hmm. What do you think you have to do different that's going to elevate you into the next level? Um, keep working on what I'm what I'm working on now, yeah. and uh, continue fighting and getting good performances and good wins, good convincing wins, is uh, what I need to do. Regardless if it's a knockout or if it's a points decision, the the performances are the ones that matter the most. They have to be good and securable wins. So, yeah, that's that's what it is for me. You know moving up okay chris this has been a great episode thank you for coming on uh a lot of useful gems that i'm sure our listeners will will use going forward maybe in their careers so thanks again for those who are regular listeners welcome back for those who listen for the first time welcome aboard there'll be plenty more episodes coming soon until next time peace